Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Welcome from me, Ken Rundle and Natalie Wood, Yara's agronomy operations manager. And while drilling is proving a challenge for some, there'll soon be enough time for more office work. I'm talking about planning and in particular crop nutrition planning or CNP. Natalie, this is an annual topic, but surely recent and near future events means it's even more important than ever to update and think more deeply about preparation for yet more change. Yeah, I mean, crop nutrition planning has always been important. However, you know, creating a nutrition management plan is now part of the scheme where farmers are incentivized to carry out more sustainable practices. Um, I guess I'll elaborate on that. So as part of the Sustainable Farming Incentive or SFI, there's an environmental land management scheme, which is being called ELMS. Um, so lots of acronyms and names today. Um, the idea of ELMS is that the government is basically paying for land-based environment and climate goods and services. So essentially those services are helping the government achieve some of their environmental and climate targets. So the SFI has six different standards at the moment. Um, one of which is the nutrient management standard. So within this, a grower needs to have a nutrient management assessment of their farm, and that includes nutrient management plans for the crops that they then intend to grow. Uh, this can then be updated annually and adjusted you know, each year. So effectively, a nutrient management plan needs to be done every year for each crop. Um, and you know, this isn't a new thing for a lot of people because they will use those plans to determine um, you know, how much fertiliser they require and, and help with budgeting, etc. But for some, it might be a new concept or certainly, you know, having an official NMP that was, is looked at might be, you know, a new concept. What would you say are Natalie Wood's basic rules for CNP? Uh, I assume we're talking about nitrogen, phosphate and potash, but sulphur also? Yeah, so if we talk about, you know, a very basic plan, then it would be what the crop demand is for MPK and S, as you've said. Um, you know, you can determine that through RB209, the, the fertilizer manual, looking at various factors like your soil type, previous crops, um, that gives you your crop demand, but also, you know, varietal factors, things like that. So the tables in RB209 will give you that information. Um, but if you'd prefer to use a digital version, then there's various options out there where you can put some of that data that I've just mentioned into the system, such as uh, Yara's version at farm. And then the data in the background links back to that RB209 database. And then this gives you a recommendation from that. So effectively, you're getting to the same answer, but it's quicker than, you know, getting the book out, looking at all those tables. And I guess something else that needs to be part of that basic plan is if you apply any organic material. So those need to be taken into account when planning. Again, you can use RB209, but the online systems also, you can put the, the material that you're using into those. And there's plenty of help with this, isn't there? I mean, obviously, folk like yourself, there's webinars and so on, but there's also plenty of hard data, which you've referred to, and information available if farmers access it. I'm thinking, what, soil and tissue testing to even more sophisticated technology these days, satellites even. Yeah, so, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can do it. If you're just doing a basic one, you know, um, some of the online systems are fine for that. At Farm's very intuitive. Um, and of course, we've got that on-hand technical advice if you need it. Um, if you're doing soil and tissue analysis, that can 
possibly be a separate thing which will feed into the NMP or if you're using an online system there might be that integration where the soil and tissue and, and whatnot is dragged into the system and then it helps inform the the nutrition plan on there but it, it you know it really depends on the system and how sophisticated you want to be um, with it um, if you want to find a facts qualified advisor then you know there's various uh, people around the country and there's a list actually on the basis website which is quite useful where you can find your local um, FQA. And the point about this is that uh, there's a, you know an awful lot of the arable industry um, is highly sophisticated with all the fully aware of all the technicalities but there are still farmers growing crops out there who are going to be caught up with all this legislation who maybe have been avoiding some of this and just if you like doing the traditional things because they don't assume that yeah. or don't see themselves as if you like professional arable farmers, they're more growing crops for, for as part of a mixed operation. But they're going to need to take this advice as well, aren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's not mandatory, but if they want to be part of these schemes and get some of these payments, then, you know, doing a basic nutrition plan is part of that. So like I say, you know, some people might be put off because they've not done one before or they think it's a big, long, complicated process. You know, it doesn't have to be if you want to just do a basic plan, there is that option. But, you know, I'd encourage people to do one, even if you weren't part of the scheme, just for that planning and management purpose of, of knowing what, what your crop requires. And how do you use it to best effect? Well, I guess when you start to add the complexity or more precision, that's when the systems become a more effective option. So, for example, you know, I mentioned organic material before, such as manures. And if you use the standard book values, then you can determine how much MPKS you're getting. But ideally, if you then send that organic material off to a lab to be analysed, you're going to have a much more accurate figure for that nutrient content and availability within that product. So, you know, that then enables you to plug those details into the NMP and create a much more precise recommendation of the mineral fertiliser top up that you might need based on that crop nutrient demand. So you know, it's just making everything more precise. And another benefit of the online system is you can add in your soil analysis, tissue analysis, things like that. So, you know, it gives you that second level of accuracy because the system will know the, the current levels and it'll adapt to the recommendation that it gives you based on that data. Uh, you, obviously, you can do that manually, but it is quicker and easier if you can import it into the system and just look at everything as a whole there. Um, if you're using AtFarm's Crop Nutrition Plan, then it will also split out the, the timing. So it will give you the best timings for each of those nutrients based on the crop. And, you know, that will make it more efficient. Uh, it also gives you micronutrient applications too. So again, it's adding those extra levels. When you add it all together, it makes the overall nutrient efficiency much higher because you're putting on what it needs when it needs it. Um, and, you know, with that comes less waste and more efficiency. And the important thing here is it's evidence. It's it's data mm. that's been collected and kept over the years. So obviously you can get a good indication over that long period of time exactly how a field's working and how it works best. But on top of that, if officials come around checking, as they seem to be indicating the policy discussions seem to be suggesting that down the line that's going to be part of it. Um, mm. This is all good good evidence to keep uh, keep up your sleeve. Yeah, and I mean just for your own benefit, you know, if you've tried some various practices you know you've been putting a certain manure on for the last 10 years 
has it increased your organic matter you can you know you can see if you've got that data all the way through you can start to see those trends and see what has worked what you might want to tweak um you know things like organic matter take a long time to build so if you've got the evidence to prove you know what i've been doing has made a difference um you know it's just about getting information for your own farming system really this is the time of year when you people like yourself start to gather and study the results of various trials both in the uk and beyond it's obviously too early to talk in much detail about many of them, but is there anything that so far has you and your colleagues talking about or taking note of? Yeah, I mean, I guess very often we'll do rate and timing trials for nitrogen in particular because it can make such a big difference to the crop. Uh, if we take uh, winter wheat, for example, then we've shown that those earlier higher rates of nitrogen in the spring give the best responses because you're getting the nitrogen onto the crop when it's still adding those tillers and biomass. Um, if I think of some of the trials in particular where we've split the nitrogen out into more heavily loading that first timing versus the second timing, then we saw about a half a ton um, increase, I think, in yield from that earlier higher rate. So, you know, I'm not talking massive high rates. I don't want you to be putting on more than 100 kilos at that first timing because the risk is just too high um, at that time of year. But certainly, you know, anywhere between 60 and 100, depending on the various factors such as weather and how far along the crop is, you know, it always seems to work. And what, nine times out of 10, we end up with a dry spell now at that second kind of application timing. So if you didn't get the bigger dose on at the first timing, you know, the crop does start to struggle if it's then has to go through a few weeks of a dry period because it's just not able to take up that that second application. Um, and I guess another set of trials that we tend to do is also sulfur response work. And always little and often with sulfur is uh, outperforms putting it on, you know, all in one go. Uh, it's not groundbreaking stuff. You know, if you think about it logically, sulfur leaches. And so, of course, you don't want to lose what you apply. So if you put it on all in one go, the likelihood is you are going to lose some of that. So, you know, it's about weighing up what's important to you. Is it the time management and getting it all on in one go and forgetting about it? Or is it, you know, getting the most out of that crop with efficient nutrient application timings? And as usual, there's so many different things to mm. take into account, like fuel yeah, usage yeah. and everything else. So then to summarise, Natalie, it's been a bit of a, a rapid run through all of this. But uh, what's your advice to those engaging willingly or reluctantly with their crop nutrition plans? Yeah, I'd say don't be put off by doing a, a nutrient management plan at all. They're not as complicated as you might think. You know, you can make it complicated if you want to, but there are systems out there such as AtFarm that make life easier for you if you don't want to, to do everything manually. Um, if you've got any data from the lab, so soil, tissue analysis, you know, make sure that you take that into account when you're doing your plan because it is going to make a more precise plan. Um and also, don't forget about the micronutrients. So, you know, they are part of that nutrition plan. Um, overall, we want a crop nutrition plan. Basically, it shouldn't be a burden. It should be a management tool and it should help with the on-farm planning and increase the overall nutrient efficiency on-farm. That's Natalie Wood, Agronomy Operations Manager with Yara here in the UK. And some pretty clear messages there. I'm Ken Rundle, and in the next Grow the Future podcast, I'll be looking more closely at some recent research. So join me in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.